My name is Jen Barkin, online sales coach at Do You Convert, and welcome to Online People Talking. This is the only podcast that is dedicated to enhancing the careers and lives of the new home online sales specialists. We'll talk about real life challenges, stories, and solutions just for you. If you have not ridden large stuffed animals around the mall before, I highly recommend it. No, for unacceptable. The holidays just relieve some of that holiday stress. Um, you know, listen, if four year olds can do it, so can, so can I. Jesse, when you saw that slack from Jen, what thoughts went through your mind? Okay, it wasn't the slack; it was the video. Like when she posted the video of she and her daughter. (laughs) And the giggles and the laughs in the background, immediate FOMO. Like, I was like, yes, I want to be there. So that's me, but that's not you, Mike. I can tell. No, I I was like, I, Jen said, if a four-year-old can do it, and I was like, but they're lower to the ground. <laughs> Jen has a history of falling off of things. Whoa, I was, con- whoa, I was concerned whoa, for her whoa. safety. I was concerned whoa, for Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. All right. I hear you loud and clear, Mikey boy. Safety first. Oh my gosh, I am so excited because I am here with my friends, the one and only Mike Lyon. Ah, Hello. And Jesse Suggs. Howdy, hey. howdy. Greetings. Yes, greeting, greetings. And this season's is a, greetings. Season's greetings. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you see that Mike has Buddy the Elf, Buddy the Elf in his office ready for the holidays. He is excited. And Jesse is got her festive shirt on. And if you're listening to this, yes, if you're listening to this, this is a special edition right after the holidays, this is launching. So hopefully you had a wonderful happy holidays. We are, we are so excited to be talking to you today about something really important, really important. Um, Okay, so let's get into it. What are online people talking about right now? I'm hearing everybody talk about, um, okay, we're setting our goals, we're in goal setting mode. And what, how should we view our numbers right now? Like taking a look at what we where we're currently at, looking at what the benchmarks are. And should we be trying to outperform those numbers? Or should we be trying to stay consistent with those numbers? What do you guys think? I am, you know, I always like to push the boundary. So I always say, try to go <laughs> over, but you know, you have to be kind of realistic with what your goals are. So yeah, I've been hearing that too, Jen. So when people are prepping their, you know, reporting document, they're putting their goals in there and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, what should they be? And so when I, you know, are talking, I'm talking to people, I'm like, go look year over year, look at what the trends have looked like and use that as a reference as you're going into it, but don't use that necessarily as like what it needs to be. Same with benchmarks. When you come and you look at do you converts benchmarks, that's just to watch the trends. So when you're making your goals, set it based on connecting with your leadership team on, okay, what's our sales goal for next year? And what was my contribution mm. this year? And then do that reverse map exercise that you know we have on the blog that talks about here are the goals, here are how many sales I'll need, this is how many appointments I'll need. And then going back to marketing and saying, hey, realistically, this is how many leads I'm going to need a month to meet these goals. Is that realistic? Mm. I loved a lot of things that you said there, Jesse. Mike, what are your thoughts on this? Well, we get this 
you know, you get some top performers who just want to talk about like, I want to hit 60 appointments a month or 70 appointments a month or Mm -hmm. 90 or a million, whatever the number is. And I always just like to say, hold on a second. Like, where did, how did you arrive at this magical number? Mm -hmm. And it's usually just, well, that's what I did before. And I want to try and do more that may or may not directly correlate with sales goals and, and the benchmark. So my biggest piece of advice for doing this for a, a minute is get your get your target for next year from your sales leader, which I, I know some sales leaders, we're still talking about like, wow, we don't have that figured out yet. Mm-hmm. Get an idea, get a range, get that number. That's one of the most important numbers. What is our company's sales goal? And then tie it into benchmarks, which we've got data on that and figure out how does that relate to your benchmark? Because someone may have a little bit higher contribution or a little bit higher appointment to sale or a little bit lower appointment to sale or a little bit higher, you know, lead to appointment. It's all, you know, you don't want to go backwards in your numbers, but you also Mm -hmm. don't want to try and make a huge leap of a 10% boost that may not be even achievable. So sales target and goal first from the, from the company and tie that into your benchmark and look at your benchmark average, just like Jesse was saying. And that's where you set your goals. Be realistic, but also put a little bit of stretch in there. I don't mind a little bit of stretch, just like my pants over the holidays. I need a little bit of stretch. Oh, we ain't talking about that. Do you guys see the, the joke about the latest meme that's out there? That's like, um, I, I put my husband's sweatpants on cause I wanted to feel all like comfy and I realized they actually fit me pretty tight and it's like somebody crying <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry, side note, side note. Um, but you might be listening to this going, oh, that sounds clear as mud. You didn't tell me what my goals should be because we can't tell you everybody's different, right? Everybody's program's different. Where you're currently at as an online specialist differs too compared to if you're just starting out and you're looking at the benchmarks that are released going, man, I'm not hitting those numbers. Am I, am I failing? Am I not doing a good job? Why am I not at that, at that benchmark? It really depends on where you're at and where you need to go. So one of the first things is you got to know your numbers and you'd be surprised guys, or you guys probably wouldn't, but you know, talking with some online sales specialists and they're like, I don't, I don't know what my numbers are. Like we don't, we don't track that. Like we don't track lead to appointment or we don't, we don't track appointment to sale. And I have no idea. Somebody tracks that for us. Right. And so one of the important things is that you should always know where your, your numbers are. And if you don't go to leadership and ask and, and find out, like if somebody else is tracking that, like you need to know so that you know where to grow and you know what to focus on. So I love that. Know your numbers, work with sales, do the reverse engineering so you can mm-hmm. kind of work backwards because those numbers can fluctuate and you don't want to just look at baseline and go from there. And be realistic. Be realistic about your goals. You know, we're really big on the smart goal approach. Make sure it's attainable, relevant, realistic. And those numbers that you set out to start with in January, like those goals, you might have to readjust those depending on what happens in Q1, Q2, whatever. You might have to go back and and readjust. But that's the great thing about it. Okay. Which leads us into kind of the the topic of discussion today. We thought it would be great to do like a year-end 
wrap. Like let's, let's reflect. You know, one of the things when you set your goals is to go back and reflect. Uh-oh, what are I you? I wanted to do a year-end wrap, but I stopped myself. I almost started beatboxing. Better, yeah. Oh, please do. I can't beatbox. So then I was like, no, Mike. And then I realized I'm being recorded and I was like stuck. I can't either. Man, that's please a goal. Please do a year-end wrap, what? Jen. Just wrap oh, something. Gosh. No, I'll do it now. We heard you like hip-hop. Yes. Make it happen. Well, that is true. Just think about that year-end wrap with Jen Barkin. Oh man. Okay. All right. We'll this get is to it. Don't worry. Just yeah, put this, it on. Okay. This on is list. happening. This is happening. Year end wrap. One of the things it's important to do when you're setting your goals is to do a victory lap. Like, you know, what are some things that you were really proud of this year? Do you, does anything in your mind stick out, Jesse and Mike, like from an online sales standpoint in the industry as a whole that you thought, man, I'm really proud of online sales or I'm really, you know, this really stood out. I am. Yeah. It's just incredible from the coaching perspective to watch new programs establish over time to watch existing OSCs just continue to progress in their career. But from a big picture you know, something that I'm really proud of or a victory lap that I've seen is just the people who are in the seat really care about what they're doing. And they really care about turning this from just a job into a career. And so watching them get creative with their pre-sale launches and with their prospecting specifically as, you know, lead count diminishes and opportunity changes, creating new, not new processes, but new ways to approach a process that's already in place just really like streamlining, figuring it out and then executing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Yeah. Mike, anything from you? Yes. I love and loved. I do love it still watching seasoned veterans get excited about hard, the hard part of being an online sales, like prospecting. And I hate, we always use the P word when we talk about hard things, but just getting involved and like getting amped up and, and using that and even their successes of look at what mm -hmm. happened. And this person did this. And I really got involved in this side, or we really revisited the handoff. I and mean, these are things they've been doing for a long time. I mean, five years in online sales feels like a lifetime mm -hmm. and just getting enthusiastic about it as the market returned to a more normal and mm -hmm. even subnormal market here towards the end, they had to do the hard things, but they yeah. did it with enthusiasm. So that was a huge victory lap watching that happen. What about you, Jen? Yeah. yeah, hearing some of the online sales specialists say, this is the fun part, like when it gets harder yeah. and I can, we'll talk about challenges in a minute, but when it gets harder and I actually have those challenges and I have to overcome those objections and I have to prospect and try to talk to somebody 28 times, when I, when I get that appointment, the sweet victory of it and hearing them say, this is the way the job was meant to be like, woo, that just, that gives me all Freak. the chills. Yeah. That gives me all the chills and the goosebumps. And I just want to echo too. Like, I think a lot of, we saw a lot of online sales specialists really double down mm. and embrace the suck of the prospect prospecting part of it. Right. I mean, let's be real. Like, I'll be the first to say that was always last on my list. Like I, I wanted to do everything else other than that. Like, well, and listen, facts. listen, here's the reality. Prospecting is hard anyway. 
when right. you are trying to prospect leads that were submitted when interest rates were at 4%. <laughs> yes. And you're like, I mean, we're yeah. at six now with an incentive yeah. or five with an incentive. It's just right. that people are out, have taken themselves out. So they have to find other ways to get themselves amped up mm -hmm. in that process and they're doing it. And that's, it's like, all right, good job, everybody. Yeah. So on that, on that note, what did we, what were the challenges this year that everybody saw? Let's, let's go down that lane for a second. Objections, you know, consumer sentiment, like, okay, people were in a different headspace this year as far as buying a home than they have been in the previous last few years. What are some other things? Interest rates? What are what are some other challenges that you guys have seen with peeps? Man, I feel like there is a, a long list of challenges <laughs> that we we really did have to overcome, whether you're a leader yeah. or an online sales specialist when it comes to this. And going back to what you said about prospecting earlier, I'm going to tie it in, is we watched a builder start tracking in their data the as their lead count went down, watching their appointments from aged leads go up. And watching the success of that was really, really neat. So one of the challenges was, okay, we don't have very many leads. Like, what are we supposed to do? How do we fill our time? What do we do if we're burnout from calling the same people with no message? And so mm -hmm. as that's a challenge, a success from that same builder watching, you know, them fill in the void is that leadership was totally connected and knew what was going on. And that same leader said, Hey, here's a script. Here's what you can talk about when you do call, if they connect, because that's like one of the psyche things, the challenge is, okay, I'm calling them. And then what am I supposed to say? Like, I'm just, Hey, it's me. I'm just checking in. How's it going mm -hmm. versus giving them something of value, not only helps the customer communicate, but it helps the online sales specialists feel like they have a message and they feel like they're serving a purpose. And so that leadership buy-in helped with that challenge with that, that program. Mm. Mm. That, was, that was fun to watch. I think too, one of the challenges that kind of came up this year that hadn't really been present in the last few years is like sales, you know, kind of looking back at online sales and saying like, Hey, um, you know, give me the leads. I can maybe do it a mm. little bit better or like, Hey, my, my walk-ins are, kind of priority versus the online appointments. I know that kind of started creeping back back in a little bit. Um, did you have you guys heard that or what do you think about that? Yeah, it's a it's the desperation move yeah. of a of a market where you just don't have the same at bats or momentum. And and that's what a lot of people do when they get stressed is like just give me what well I can yeah, they, they think that you're managing 200 leads for their community and they don't realize you might only be managing 20 leads for that community and converting a high amount to an appointment. But they're like, well, just give it to me because it shifted one direction to the other. So that definitely was happening. And then we saw, you know, from a challenge perspective, even two other things where you had people who were hired during the hot market realize this isn't the job for them. And so mm -hmm. they either had to realize it or someone else had to realize it for them and leaders not even knowing what to look for or what to benchmark their people against. So the challenge of mm -hmm. it's like a disconnection. And so they don't have the 
they don't have that confidence to stand on a sales team or sales rep going, give me my leads or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have the phones ring to me cause I don't have anything going on. They don't know how to confidently go in and say, well, no, Jesse's got it because right. they're not in touch with that. So they were learning that. I mean, I, I think there was a shift in it and, and, a, and a refocus on understanding yeah. online sales is a critical piece. It's not going anywhere. They're better managing the front end. So a little mm-hmm. bit of a challenge there as the market shifted back to a, I don't know, yeah. call it homeostasis. You're the biologist, Jen. Homeostasis. Yeah. Homeostasis. Yeah. What's the definition or of homeostasis? Can I look that up? Oh, that's a good question, Mike. I'm going to have to go back into my archives of biology. The, here we go. The tendency towards a, a relatively stable equilibrium, stable equilibrium between interdependent elements. So, I mean, that's what has happened in the market. We, our lead count dropped 15%, return mm-hmm. kind of to normal. Customers weren't throwing money at us, signing up for priority reservations. You know, we actually had to start selling and, you know, turning around objections. That's that's a normal market with normal homeostasis. Market. Yeah. And so as, as we got back into that, people had to figure out how to operate in that new ecosystem. Man, we're science nerds. And, oh, hey, in a normal market too, there are objections. There are, I mean, what? like, we, yes. Yes, there are objections and just learning how to, I'm I'm proud of the online sales specialist that really said, help me figure this out. Like, what are my talk tracks? Like, help Mm -hmm. me pivot through these regarding interest rates, regarding incentives. Here's what I'm hearing. So, you know, we encourage you to continue to do that. Whatever you're hearing on the front line, go sit down and talk with your leadership, your sales leadership and say, here's what I'm hearing. Help me come up with a way to pivot this conversation in order to get a discovery tour, a community visit, an informational session. What did I not say? What word did I not say? I didn't say appointment. appointment right? I didn't say appointment. Eh, okay. So dirty. Um, well, Jen, that's a good point when you're talking about using the less um, pressured verbiage, verbiage yeah. with these customers. Leadership has to tell the sales team because you were talking about how it's like, walk-ins are, are converting at a higher amount because right mm-hmm. now in online sales, it's when in doubt, send it out. And that might change when the interest increases again. And so it's just the communication piece that is lacking to understand that. And then also the finger pointing, you know, you mm-hmm. talked about, okay, things are slowing down a little bit. I'm going to say, why is online sales not sending yeah. me more Then when they send me more, I'm going to complain about the quality, but I want to send all of my, you know, C or worse leads back to online sales to nurture because they should be doing that. It's like this push and pull of like what's going on with these leads. And it's important to establish those like boundaries of what, what we should be doing with them. Mm. Boundaries. We're going to get boundaries. We're going to get into that here in just a second. We are. Um, oh yeah. Well, okay. And we're going to need to talk to you about setting some some boundaries i'm nervous um (laughs) i'm gonna set boundaries of you slacking me videos riding animals on a saturday hey if anything i was nervous if anything yeah get rid of your boundaries and go do that mike (laughs) that's homework for you Okay. okay let's shift gears a little bit and talk about you know we were talking about metrics before and what online people are talking about, but what, where are we at for the current metrics? I just wanted to share those with you. So you kind of know, and we're, you know, 
probably the, towards the end of January, we'll we'll be releasing our kind of year end metrics once we get all of that stuff in place. But right now, the average for 2023 is a 40% lead to appointment kept, a 20% appointment to sale, and an overall contribution of 46%. That's where we're at for the year. The whole year. The that's whole, the whole year. year. Yeah, like not that's the fourth the whole, quarter. Not the fourth quarter. That's just this is like the, the first whole... time hearing this, so I like this. Yes. So say it again. Forty percent lead to appointment. Yep. Twenty percent appointment to sale, mm-hmm. and overall contribution of forty six percent. This is twenty twenty three average so far. Okay. Now, when we pull out um, some top performing, long standing programs, established programs, those kinds of things, it's actually forty nine percent for the year lead to appointment. Wow. 19% appointment to sale and 49% overall contribution. So makes sense. Setting more appointments, you would, you know, 1% dip in the appointment to sale. So, you know, if you're, if you are a longstanding experienced OSC who's had a program and, and, you know, that 50% is still, I think the, the goal, that's the stretch goal, like 50% online sales contribution seems to be where we're still at. Any thoughts on that, guys? I love it. I mean, there's been a, you know, we talk about this when we look at, or on leadership calls, really, hey, it's a hard time right now. This last quarter is really challenging. And then you compare it to the same time frame last year and you're pleased with it. And so it's just kind of figuring out where it's at. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm pleased. I love it. I'm yeah, I like that. Too. I, I'm oh. I'm also pleased as well. Okay, good. Okay. We are thrice, we are we thrice, are thrice pleased. pleased. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna incorporate of, that into the wrap. Yes, thrice pleased. <laughs> um just so you guys know, Jen tried to get out of this podcast. I'm just gonna out her right now. <laughs> Thanks. Because she said she wasn't feeling good and her throat was scratchy. But Jen, I just want you to know I'm thrice pleased <laughs> with your performance right now. Thank You're you. doing a great job. High energy. I enjoy it. Hey, I'm listen, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for this. This is my favorite thing that I get to do with these people right here. And I had a green smoothie with all kinds of, I'm juiced. I'm juiced juiced up. Like I'm, I'm ready to roll. I'm juicy. Okay. So that's where we're at for metrics, right? But metrics is only part of it. Like, when you look at the behaviors and the skill set that online sales specialists have, um, that's kind of the second part of your goal setting is you've got to look at where you're at on the skill side of things, your behaviors, what are you doing? Because that those behaviors affect your numbers. <laughs> Whenever, when I was in the seat and I had one of my numbers dip, it was usually because I wasn't doing something that I should be doing. So I'd, I'd go and I'd pull up my skills assessment and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm cutting corners on maybe doing personalized video email or my response time has slacked a bit. And, you know, you increase response time, I guarantee you, you're going to increase your lead to appointment percentage. So what are you guys seeing? Jesse, we'll start with you because you've been doing, you've been doing the skills assessment with your online sales specialist. Where are you seeing we need to work on overall? It's some of the harder things. It's the things that you can really get away with not doing. 
you know, it's the, it's the personalized video emails and not defaulting to just a standard template email. It's the, um, attending sales meetings and not just being present, but speaking and sharing what's mm-hmm. going on and helping with that communication. Um, and then really establishing a cadence for, and we're going to say the P word again, but prospecting of like, okay, we are we're, we're sending out this blanket email check. Mm-hmm. We check the box. That's, that's not the intended, intended purpose. It's like, there's a purpose behind this email and now let's go after it. And like making outreach to your realtors, making outreach to your VIP lists and making segmented lists for your prospecting. And it's just, again, taking kind of the easy approach to, okay, I sent my email and now I'm done. That doesn't get you a, a 10. If you're rating yourself on a scale of one to 10, that gets you kind of, what do they say? That's mid. You get that mid-range score. Yeah, I hung out with mid. a 15-year-old all weekend. Hey, I said that one time at an online sales academy and everybody laughed at me. They yeah. loved it. What do you think they were laughing at? You. The well, fact that I was saying mid? Yeah, yeah. you're both You're both a little chuggy, so. You know. Oh, ooh, burn, burn, burn. burn. Um, okay, love it. That's, I, I echo that I've been having everybody do those skills assessment and the three things that are popping up consistently that everybody's like, yeah, I know I need to do that video email Mm -hmm. prospecting. Yep. And speaking at sales meetings. I like, those are the three things. It's kind of a universal issue. Yeah. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts, Mike? Uh, Do better. (laughs) <laughs> no, my, my thoughts are when, when we go over skills assessments, number one, everybody grades themselves on a curve naturally. That's just human nature. We're usually grading ourselves 30% higher than we're actually doing. So if I see a six or a five, they're really probably like out of two. And so it's like, all right, let's just stop pointing it out because they're usually pretty vulnerable and open with us. It's like, we identified the issue. Now, what are our steps to change mm-hmm. it and make like, listen, make realistic steps. Like just get involved for a few minutes at the sales meeting, just start on a base level of prospecting, which we know today takes about 40 calls a day, not 20. So that freaks people out and go, well, what about making 30? Let me just say 30. Let's be consistent Mm -hmm. or, you know, do the things that we know that we can achieve because that little habit stacking and the micro tiny habits those build up. And so a lot of people do like they do it in January and go, I'm losing a hundred pounds. And it's like, well, why don't you just start with like five or something, you know, something we can do where you feel good about it. Right. Get those stretch pants off, get your husband's stretch pants. Off. Get your husband's sweatpants off people. That's called a callback. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're going to call back and go ride some freaking stuffed animals at the mall. That's your yeah. homework. Assignment. Jen Barkin <laughs> and stretch pants on stuffed animals. Well, listen, that, that kind of brings us to the next thing. Once you look does at your it? metric. Yes, it does. I am, <laughs> I am, I am segueing on because we want to keep this short and sweet and, and succinct. Okay. Yes. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> after you've looked at your metrics, after you've done your skills assessment, you go, okay, what do I need to focus on next? Right. You kind of map that out and make sure it's realistic and you set yourself up for success. But also I want to encourage you to look at the other things that recharge your battery. I think focusing, okay, what am I going to focus on? Definitely you have your work things. I think discipline is a word that we don't often, we need to talk about it more. 
because the key to any of this is being disciplined, right? And, and being consistent and showing up every day with a plan and executing it versus just thinking about it or wishing it to happen and investing some time in yourself, investing your time in education, making sure you're staying up to date on the latest things, staying relevant, listen to this podcast. Hey, like attend webinars, do all those things to insert yourself back into the industry and stay relevant. Um, and I want to play. So we, we've been asking you guys for video mail, video mailbag. And so that, oh, no, we're, to- we're, no, we're going to get official with this a time for our next segment. Okay. It's oh, the okay. video sorry, sorry. mailbag. I thought I was okay. Time for our next You're segment. Getting there. Video You're getting there. We're just going to tighten mailbag. that up a little bit. That's all right. Video mailbag. This is exciting. So <laughs> I listen, we, we are, we're getting people sending these in. And so we're going to attempt to play this recording for everybody to listen to. This is from Leah Castiglione from Red Door Homes. And I'm going to share this right now. And we're going to listen to her question. You guys ready? Coaches? Let's do it. Ready. Hello, hello. My name is Leah with Red Door Homes of the Carolinas. Um, My question for you is how do you keep your work-life balance uh, balanced? Um, I am a single parent of two uh, humans and a dog and I'm an author, and I'm a full-time sales, online sales counselor. So my life is busy and full, and it can be a little bit crazy sometimes. So what are your best practices for making sure that your work-life balance is balanced? Mm. Very good. Thank you, Leah. Yes. Thank you, Leah, so much, right? She sent this in via video email. And that's how good. we roll. Like if you're video mailbag, we're, we're an online sales. We're superstars. So you got to send that stuff in and Jen will send you a treat if we use it. Yes. Right, Jen? Yes. Oh, and it's a good one too. Oh, it's it is? Good, yeah. It's a gift certificate to go ride animals at the mall. Oh, <laughs> <great>. Just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. So this, this is a question. This is an age old question. So I love that she asked this because balancing, I don't know that there is such thing as a balance. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to. I think you ebb and flow, like sometimes you're super busy at work and your personal life kind of takes a back seat. Sometimes you have personal life that kind of takes the forefront and work, you know, and and trying to balance it. I don't know if we balance it, but we come up with a plan to maximize our efficiencies, I think is mm. is where we need to go. So Jesse, what are your thoughts on Leah's question? Yeah, well, having been in the seat, you know, years ago with just a team of two and then it growing, you know, to a team of eight, I kind of learned how to manage work-life balance in between all of those different seasons of managing a hundred calls a day to managing 25 calls a day and weekend rotations or working every weekend. And, um, the one thing after I was thinking about this for quite some time that proved beneficial for me then and still does today is getting your inbox down to zero, getting your tasks down to zero and like having a system and process to say, okay, I've cleaned my hands. I've done everything I need to do so that when you do take some time off, whether it's an hour to go outside and walk your dogs or a week to go to Hawaii, you mentally go, okay, I've done everything that I need to do. Now I can be 100% present, 100% here and not worry because 
I mean, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but if you leave something sitting there, it's like plays on repeat in your head. Like, oh, I have to get back to that plus everything that's coming in and then all of the other things for catch up. And so if you leave clean and you come back to all the new stuff, you have this confidence in, okay, here's what I got to do. Now let's go do it. Yeah. So that's my piece. I, of love that. I still do it today. Well, I think what you're, I just want to add to what you're saying. Cause I love that. I think that one of the first steps is to get organized and, and map out like, what are your first priorities as an online sales specialist? You have first priorities and then you have second priorities mm -hmm. and then you have things that you kind of want to do, or you might want to do. I think mapping out and getting organized this, these are the things that I have to do and nothing else happens until that happens. So it's like getting your work organized and time blocking your day. Once you do that, it helps you create efficiencies around your work and it makes you feel better and you can actually feel good at the end of the day. Like, okay, I got something done. And when, then when you move into your second and third shift as a parent or, you know, with a family member or spouse or whatever it is you're doing on your second and third shifts of life, you can Un show unpaid. up for it Those better. are unpaid, by the way. <laughs> unpaid. Un unpaid yes. second shift. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, listen, I had to come apart at home. I was telling you guys about it on my family because because they were being energy suck vampires, and they were yeah they were they were sucking the life I mean, out names. of which one they were sucking all of them, all three of them. She's like, were, yes. and mm -hmm. the dogs. So eight eight animals were sucking the the life out of me, and. I was like, what the heck? I was feeling my work-life balance was was not great. And I had a, a, a moment with them. And then I walked away and I came back and I said, I'm looking to them to make me feel better or to recharge my battery when really I need to look at other things in my life that will recharge my battery for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think Leah, you know, for you, you know, you mentioned these other things, you have these passions, author, you have your family, your kids, all those things, and you have your work. I think figuring out your your day so that you maximize efficiencies around that. So then when you are with your family, when you are doing your passion project as an author, which we have additional questions about that, um, then you are able to really be all in on those things when you have the time. Like you're recharge, you're getting energy back from that, right? Mike, what are your thoughts? Well, I have thoughts. I always think about like the question behind the question. Mm -hmm. And then when she says things like achieve balance, single mom, mm -hmm. author, online sales, you know, I look at all those things and I go, hmm, yeah, we only have so many cognitive cycles in a day. So what are we assigning the energy and the brain space to that? And some things are, something's got to give. What it's yeah. going to give, you can rehome a dog or a kid. I guess you can send a kid somewhere else. Well, you can, <laughs> you can put the passion project on hold or the side hustle on hold. I, you know, I have thoughts about side hustles. I'm not saying that's what this is, but it's, you're asking a lot out of, out of yourself. And I know some people are high achiever. I know she's a high achiever. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think she follows Tony Robbins on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I don't know. That's she, she wants to achieve a lot. And those high achievers go, I just can't seem to find balance. And it's like, yeah, but you're also trying to do everything. And yeah. so realizing 
what we have to tell ourselves all the time is like uh, um, being a mom is hard. Being a single mom is even like harder. Mm-hmm. So trying to do that and maintain this and then add something else in and then maybe deal with other stuff that creates a lot of agita around life. And so simplification and efficiency, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. make, look at 2024 and say, what do I, what is absolutely necessary mm-hmm. and what gives me the best return on my time investment. And again, if being an author fills up your cup and doing that as like a creative outlet by all means doing it. But if, if we're trying to achieve something else, potentially, you know, you always got to watch out for those things, but Hey, online sales is, is like a job and a half on its own. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So be mm. really, be really clear on what you're saying yes to. I mean, be yeah. really intentional on what yeah. you're saying yes to. And you might need to Marie Kondo some things out of your life. I love you know? it. Thank you. Arigato. You have, yes, you've been great. But you know what? I no longer have a purpose for you in my life. So, well, you know, and even whether- the, I guess the final thing on this one, which was awesome. I love the video mailbag. Ah. Oh section so great i love that people send video people don't even send in questions but they're sending in video emails they want that gift card they want that they want that <laughs> stuffed animal ride um you know th- kind of that same note jen of even saying yes to things or doing things that are good like mm-hmm. they're like like well this was good or yeah could, could be t- taking the place of things that could be great mm-hmm. so it's like yeah, i feel like i'm good at that or that was a good thing or that was, that was mid, as the kids say. It, it but not be, chuggy. It's not, it's not, not using not that, correct. Okay, no. that's no. cap. Okay. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's time for skills check because you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Which, <laughs> listen, first step, write out your goals. Okay, so take what we've talked about you know, look at your metrics. If you don't know them, go figure out what they are. Do your skills assessment, write it out, put it out into the universe, meaning meet with your manager, meet with an accountability partner, mentor, coach, whatever, and then revisit these in 90 days, right? This is not just a first of the year type of thing. Like you need to continue to revisit. You need to check yourself, you know, check back in on yourself after 90 days and reevaluate your goals. Jesse and I had a classic case of this when we said we were going to run a half marathon, right? We mapped it all out. Like we were going to do this or whatever. And then like two weeks in, I was like, I hate running. <laughs> like, you know, we had a, we were like, okay, Whoops. what are we, do- what are we doing? But like, that's okay. We could have been defeated, but we just said, we don't like, well, I'm speaking for myself. I don't like running long distances. So I'm just going to reevaluate my goal to say I'm going to run, you know, three miles instead of trying to do five miles or 13 miles of craziness. So you reevaluate, you reassess. And on the other side of that too, Jen, if you are meeting your goals, like don't stay stagnant, like you need to up Mm. yourself because that's where we're going. We're trying to get uncomfortable on the same thing that Jim was talking about. You know, I we did that half marathon thing. And I'm like, Jen, this is the worst thing. I don't ever want to do this again. And now here I am. And yeah, I have like this month doing it again because I yeah. actually did the things that I was supposed to do to get there. So yeah. it's just, I'm not 
going backwards. I'm not going to say Remember miles. that time we said we were going to run on Fridays during lunch? No. And we did it. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are athletes. Got some real athletes Track here. Star. You should see us. You oh should see gosh. us on the pickleball court. I'm just saying. Mm. Wow. Okay. Challenge accepted, Jesse. Pickleball. What? Next time we're together. Okay. It's going All down. Right. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jesse. Holiday edition. That's a wrap. Oh, last question. That last question. What? Are you down with OPT? <laughs> That's a wrap. Wait, no, you're supposed to yeah, say, you know me. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> you're going back to the archives. Ice Cube. Who's that? Salt and Naughty pepper? by nature. Naughty by nature. Naughty by nature. Sorry, I was wrong. I was thinking of, uh, uh, I get them all mixed up. Jen, you are so cool. <laughs> I just want you to That's know cap. that. <laughs> you are, you guys are so cool. Both of you. You guys are cool. Hey, we and we're going to end on that. Peace. <laughs> and we're Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. No. No. <laughs> Thanks for joining this episode of Online People Talking. You can access more online sales content by going to our website at doconvert.com or by following us on our social media platforms. You can also get regular updates by subscribing to our monthly newsletter. Thanks so much for listening today and investing in yourself. And if you have questions, please email us at show at doconvert.com. Now go get after it.